Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome back to Inside Arsenal. I hope wherever you're watching or listening to this episode around the world. You are having a very good end to your working week or depending on what time you're watching, of course, you are having a very good start to your weekend. Plenty to talk about today. Lots been happening with Arsenal over in Dubai since my last uh, show. Lots of good news emerging from there. We've had Urian Timber stepping up his recovery. We'll talk about that. Really good to see him out on the pitch doing some ball work in that video that Arsenal put out on their uh, channels yesterday. Gabriel Jesus He's back training as well. Fabio Vieira is training. So joining Thomas Party on his way back to full fitness as well. So suddenly injury-wise, fitness-wise, things are beginning to look a little bit better for Arsenal. So good news on that front. We've got plenty of questions and comments from you guys as well at the end, of course. And we've got uh, some transfer stuff to talk about. Joshua Zerxi, Bologna striker being linked with Arsenal. Uh, reported by Sandine yesterday at The Telegraph that Arsenal are big admirers of Joshua Zerxi. I've Already recorded a show with Sam, actually, who lots of you will know is a good friend of mine, good friend of this channel, has been on before. I've recorded a show with Sam this morning that I'm going to be putting out tomorrow where we're talking about Xerxes and Arsenal's interests and just sort of taking a wider look at the squad and where Arsenal are right now uh, as we uh, yeah head towards the second half of the season. So keep your ears, pe- eyes, <laughs> ears peeled, your eyes peeled for that. That will be going out tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, plenty to talk about. So we'll start with Xerxes then, shall we? Um, and uh, if you see there, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the tweet that I've put out of Sam uh, and the story. I've put the story in the link, uh, the story link in the description below. So if you want to go and give that a read afterwards, then please do head over there where Sam explains Arsenal's interest in Xerxes. Um, Bologna striker, 22 years old, Dutch. Um, interesting one, this. Uh, certainly not the sort of big name, I would say, that a lot of people would be looking at when it comes to Arsenal, if they are going to spend some significant money on a striker, whether that be in January, unlikely, but certainly in the summer when I think they will. You know, I think a lot of people will be looking at it and thinking, 
you know, Arsenal need a genuine game changer now to add up front, not perhaps more of a sort of project striker. And when you look at Xerxes, you look at his age, you look at his career path to date, you know, I think he certainly falls into that project striker category. He's certainly no Victor Rossman, for example, or even an Ivan Tony, obviously a proven Premier League goal scorer who can just come in and, and hit the ground running. It's a bit of a work work in progress type thing with Xerxes. He's having a very good season with Bologna. He's got eight goals so far this season, about 22 appearances. I think he's got seven of those in Serie A. He's a real handful. He's big, he's strong, he's very good technique, good with his feet, can turn very sharply either way. Um, and this is all stuff that I've learned about him basically in the last 24 hours because, you know, I'm not a, uh, a Joshua Zerzi or a Serie A expert. I've talked to people who are and who've watched him a lot more than him than I have. And, you know, they all say the same thing. He's a really good player. He's a talented player. He shows an awful lot of potential. Um, but again, when it comes to the sort of Arsenal, the next move that I would say Arsenal need when it comes to the striker department, it feels like they do need that sort of game-changing sign-in. And, you know, someone who can really take the squad on the next level. You look at what they did last summer, you know, the big, big signing they made last summer. Obviously, they made a few, but the, the big, genuine, huge signing was Declan Rice. It was the player that they knew they had to spend big, big money on, but they knew would come in and just be pretty much a guaranteed success. And they went out there, they fought really hard, they paid the big bucks, they fought off competition from Manchester City, but they went out and got him. I kind of feel like that's what they need to do when it comes to the striker department this summer is go out and really bring someone in who as much as you possibly can guarantees you goals. And I know no, nothing is a guarantee in football. You can go out and sign, you know, when, say when Chelsea signed Shevchenko from Milan. You know, at that time I looked at that and thought, there's no way Shevchenko is not going to come in and score goals. He's just such a brilliant player, always has been. He'll just come to the Premier League and he's going to smash it. And obviously he didn't. So, you know, there are no guarantees when it comes to football. but as you want as close as you can get to those guarantees. And I'm not sure Xerxes would be that for Arsenal. If they did go out and sign him, obviously you just have to put your trust in in the scouting department, the analytics department, that he is the player that they've identified as a player who could come in and, and change things. He's certainly the profile of that sort of striker who I think they would need to be looking at uh, to help change things at Arsenal. Um, so it's an interesting one. It's definitely an interesting one. Like I said, the people who I've spoken to who know him well and have watched him a lot, do think he's a very talented player who could go on and really become a big, big striker in European football. So, um, yeah, big names aren't everything, obviously. And like I said, there are absolutely no guarantees. And sometimes you sign these players and they go on to make themselves genuine superstars at Arsenal. And if they do go on and, and sort of press forward with this interest in Xerxes, then that would be fantastic. Um, if he was to do that, obviously. The, again, the big sort of thing, and Sam mentions it in his piece that he's written, that again, it's down below in the description, is that the thought is that if Arsenal do try and do something for Xerxes, it will probably have to be the summer. It is unlikely that it's a move that they can get done now because of the financial issues involved and because of the guidelines they're having to follow, FFP and all that. I keep having to mention that I know keeps frustrating people, but there are guidelines that Arsenal are having to work, work within here. And so it's, it could well be a difficult one to do. That's not ruling it out. You know, we'll have to wait and see what Arsenal do manage to do in the next few weeks. But uh, this might be one that you have to wait for for the uh, for the summer. Um, but it's just another name to add to the list, isn't it? And please do let me know if you watch Xerxes, if you're a regular sort of Serie A viewer and you've watched him play for for um, uh, for Bologna or before that when he was uh, he was at Bayern, wasn't he? I, I think briefly he was a he was at Bayern. 
Palmer he's played for on loan and elect as well, where he got an injury. I think he went on loan and got injured there. Um, so didn't do too much when he was at... Oh, no, he did well at... It was, sorry, it was at Palmer, I think, where he got injured and didn't do too much. But he did well at Anderlecht, didn't he, before getting moved to uh, to Bologna. I think he cost about £7 million last year when he went to Bologna. And now he's talk, sort of talking of £50 million after two seasons there. One season where he didn't score many last season. This season he's got eight. Immediately, that sort of price rockets up to £50 million. It just feels a little bit risky to me, personally. But again, if you've watched him, you've seen him far more than I have. Do let me know your thoughts on the prospect of Arsenal trying to push through a move for Xerxes again, whether it be now or the summer. Let me know in the comments below why you think it would be a good thing or why you think it would probably be a bad thing. Let me know anyway in the uh, in the comments below. All right, so from one striker to another, one potentially Arsenal forward in the future in Xerxes to an Arsenal forward right now in the present, Gabriel Jesus. Really good to see him out training. Here's a picture, if you're watching on YouTube, of him training over in Dubai with the rest of the squad, which is good to see. It is expected, like I said yesterday and the show before that, the um, w- the messages we were getting from Arsenal, that it wasn't too serious, this knee injury. It was something they just wanted to have a bit of a look at. They did have a bit of a look at it. They saw something, but they weren't too concerned of it. And they just felt that it was probably best for him to sit out the Liverpool game. But the signs, we, the signals we were getting that he would be back pretty quickly. And now, obviously, we see him out there training with the squad in Dubai. So that's really, really good to see. And hopefully, you know, he'll be fine when Arsenal come back uh, from that next week and ahead of the Crystal Palace game. And he'll be back in the starting 11 for. And I know a lot of people at the moment are a little bit down on Gabby Jesus and he doesn't score enough goals and all that. But look, Arsenal are a better team when Gabriel Jesus plays. There's absolutely no doubt about it. He might not be at his very best right now, but when he's at his, when he's in is the team Arsenal better? There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. So I think it's a really good thing that he's back. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing him line up against Crystal Palace. Fingers crossed he comes through. And it's not the end of the good news on the injury front when it comes to what we're seeing in Dubai from Arsenal. Urian Timber. Now, if you haven't seen this yet, head over to arsenal.com. They've got about a five-minute video package of Timber doing some training yesterday in Dubai. Um, and it is, yeah, it's it's really, really positive to see now we've all got to temper our expectations when it comes to to timber and his recovery and his rehab and as brilliant as this is to see this does not mean that he is going to be back for crystal palace next week you know i'd still look at this and think he's at least a couple of months away but this is a really good sign you know we haven't seen it from him yet and i think the most the most pleasing thing and potentially the most exciting thing about it was it wasn't just video of him doing a little bit of jogging with the coaching staff you know there was some really sort of sharp movement in there with the ball work he was doing the turns he was doing you know he's putting a fair bit of load into that those knees of his um and so that has to be a good thing and you know again i mean i have no idea i can't sit here and give any sort of inside information to when arsenal expect timber to be back and to be fair i don't even think they would have a date in their mind for that right now i think you just take it each step as it goes you manage the recovery as carefully as you possibly can in each step of it and this is just the next stage of that but it's it was really good to see and um for him especially i can imagine it's just brilliant to be out there with a ball at his feet again playing because i mean he's a professional footballer at the end of the day the hardest thing is not being able to play football when it's your life and it's your livelihood and it's your passion it's what you've done since you were a kid so to get back playing with a ball again is fantastic obviously he's not doing it with the squad yet and i think full contact training and everything like that is probably still a long way off and you know, looking at what people who are far more clued up in the expertise of recovery from ACLs are saying that, you know, you're still looking at a couple of months before we get to that sort of stage yet. But um, 
it was really good. It, it certainly brought a smile to my face yesterday when I saw it. And, I, and looking at the excitement on the timeline of social media and all of that, you could see just what it meant to Arsenal fans to see Timber out there playing again. So that's great to see. And it wasn't just Timber. Um, uh, Fabio Vieira as well was out there training with the squad. So you sort of add him into the mix with Gabriel Jesus, Thomas Party. We didn't see anything, any pictures or videos of Thomas Party training with the squad yesterday, but he is getting very, very close as I spoke about yesterday. Not quite there yet. You know, I don't think, I still think Crystal Palace will be too early for Thomas Party, but potentially the game after that might be the one that we see Thomas make his return. And, you know, you sort of add those sort of players into the mix and um, suddenly the squad is looking you know, just a, an awful lot stronger um, than it had been in previous weeks. So that's a really good sight. And for Arsenal, the um, the trip over to Dubai has started. It's the first sort of batch of pictures and training videos we've seen from the squad over there. Uh, there's Bukayo Saka training, you know, for all those who are fuming over a picture. There was an old picture, in fact, and I, I should have flagged that up yesterday. I didn't even know, to be, to be honest, it was an old picture. I saw lots of you commenting on the videos on the show afterwards saying it was an old picture, and it was. It was a good couple of years ago. I don't think it changed, changes the fact of how angry everyone got over the fact that there was a picture doing a round of Saka. Obviously, they thought it was a new one, but even though it wasn't, I still don't see why that generates so much rage. I just don't get it. But it was an old picture, so it's not even like he posted that. And um, so, yeah, it was just that some people dug it out, obviously, on social media and put it out as it being new. And I fell for it, which is stupid of me. And I wish I hadn't, but I had. I did. Um, but even so, I just still don't understand the rage that it generated on so many people. But here he is actually training, you know, for everyone who just wants to see him in his boots, working hard and training. There you go. He was, he was heading out to train yesterday. You can see Fabio Vieira there just over Saka's left shoulder. You can see him in there walking down with the squad. Plenty of youngsters over there as well um, who, who have made the trip. So that's all started now. They've got a few days left. Where What are we on now? We're on Friday, aren't we? So they're all heading back on Tuesday, Arsenal. So a few more days of training. Uh, before they can come back and really sort of step up the pressure preparations for Crystal Palace. But really good news, I think, those pictures yesterday. Just generate, It was a real sort of uplifting mood, which was needed, I think, after recent results, just to see some of the injured players coming back. On top of the news that we've had about Thomas Party in the last 24 hours, and then the added bonus to seeing the Euro and Timber video, it's just uh, raised spirits a little bit. And, uh, and yeah, I thought that was good to see. And there are some of the pictures of Arsenal out in training. You see Odegaard out there. You see uh, Kivior with Wanieri, Ben White, Emil Smith-Rowe, Saka, Gabriel and Kai Havertz. If you're watching us on YouTube, lots of pictures doing around. Lots of galleries up on arsenal.com if you want to go and see the pictures of the squad out there training in Dubai. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Okay, moving on to some comments and questions from you guys now. Here's one from Dominic, who's talking about Thomas Party. Obviously, in yesterday's show, I was talking about Party and his fairly imminent return now, talking about what it, you know, the sort of decision that Garner came to to keep him at Arsenal and the fact that he could still, he could now return for Arsenal while AFCON's still going on. And how I said, I think that was a, a smart decision by everyone involved, although I'm sure a lot of Garner supporters won't feel like that if they do see him playing for Arsenal when their team is still in the middle of an Af AFCON tournament but Dominic here says it's also a risk to, for Houston of picking parties he won't be match fit and that could impact his performances and ultimately it's Houston's choice whether to pick him or not from an Arsenal perspective I hope he'll be carefully reintegrated and I think he will be and I think that's a crucial thing here when it comes to him staying and potentially playing for Arsenal and not going away with Ghana I think from an Arsenal perspective he can be carefully reintegrated into the squad and his minutes can be carefully managed I think if he had he gone away with Ghana and been there because he's such an important player for them. The temptation would have been, and the clamour from the fans and everyone just to throw him straight back in into a big, big tournament that means so much to that country um, would have been huge. And there would have been an awful lot of pressure on the coaching staff and Chris Hewton to do that. And I think that would have become, almost could have become a big distraction for Ghana. I've been I've seen it with England before when say David Beckham went over to the World Cup when he was you know still not fully fit and hadn't played for a few months and all the focus was on would Beckham play would this be the game that he plays you know how fit is he and the same with Wayne Rooney when he did it with his metatarsal as well um and it just becomes a distraction and it can take away from the tournament and and it can just over, sort of overwhelm the coaching staff and everyone involved because of all the story is about that injured player coming back. And that could have been an issue for Ghana. And I think that would have been in their thinking when they made the decision not to call up Thomas Party. Um, and ultimately, I think it was a sensible decision. But so I think I think you're absolutely right there, Dominic. Spot on. Uh, here's one from HPM92377. It says, my role would, uh, would not be a panic buy. Guys, the Le league's third top scorer. I think we need someone a bit new and under the radar with a low price tag wildcard option where there won't be huge expectations as he's 26 in his prime. I say it'd be a great signing while we strategize sales from marquee striker signing. Signing a striker in January would not be for the sake of it. We're in serious danger of missing out on top four this season. And whoever's our top choice may well not have us as their top choice. Feels like we've all got a bit too self-assured of our position in the league. Striker now could really change the direction of travel in the league and give us a chance to go in the seal. Yeah, look, I, I, I agree. You know, and if Arsenal could go out and sign a striker this this window, I think it would be great, and I think it would be it would give them a boost. But what I was talking about yesterday, I just think it's so crucial that you don't just sign someone for the sake of it. And look, if they did decide to go out and push the boat out and and, and go for Mayoral, then obviously that's who they would decide again that would have decided on it. And I would absolutely trust him to be a success and hope he would be a success. I don't think that's who Arsenal is going to sign. And as I said yesterday, that the story that went out and the I, I, it's not what I'd heard. And so I'm not sure it was correct. Um, but I just think it's a, it's a, it's a signing they have to get right and they have to be absolutely sure on. It's not, you just do not want them to go out and, you know, a Lucas Perez situation, for example, where basically Arsenal got to that stage in the window where they're like, we've got to sign someone, we've got to sign a forward, we've got to sign a forward. So they went and signed a striker who they'd already rejected the chance to sign about two months earlier. And then they signed him didn't barely even play him and ended up losing about 15 million pounds on him. They can't afford to do that. It's got to, and I don't think they will. I don't think this management team would do that. I think Edu, Arteta, the way they all operate together, they wouldn't, then they're, they're not in the business of making any sort of panic buys just for the sake of it. Um, 
so yeah i agree in a way and i i 100 agree that if they could go out and sign a striker this january then that would be fantastic but i'm just not sure they're going to be able to unfortunately uh, and sticking with the strikers is one from vet para who says hi charles if newcastle are forced to sell a star player would you buy isaac or any of their other players now if it meant that you couldn't sign a striker in the summer. This is interesting. Like lots of people have been saying, why are Arsenal the only club who are struggling with FFP and all that sort of stuff? Well, just look what's going on at Newcastle. They've come out already. You know, their CEO's come out yesterday um, saying that they basically can't do anything because of FFP rules and, and uh, they're totally hamstrung by it. And Eddie Howe was just talking, I saw in his press conference this morning, he was asked about the links with Dominic Solanke and he said, we're not in a position to be able to sign anyone like that this window so it's not just Arsenal it's a lot of clubs look at what's going on with Everton at the moment with their uh, profit sustainability issues that they've got that has led to them having a 10-point deduction and there's other clubs as well that are right sailing right close to the wind so it's not just Arsenal it's happening to a lot of clubs um but yeah I thought this was an interesting one but para I, I would sign Isaac 100% I think Isaac would be perfect for Arsenal absolutely perfect for Arsenal um and you know, I, I think he'd be a huge success. I think he's got everything he needs to be a success in this Arsenal team. I think he presses well. I think he's really athletic. I think he can score goals. He's proven he can score goals in the Premier League. I think he's strong, um, really talented. Technically, he's excellent. Um, I just think he'd be, I, I would sign Isaac 100% for Arsenal. I really, really would. It would be really expensive, I'm sure. And you know, Newcastle spent a lot of money to bring him in and they would want a lot more than that to sell him now. So I don't think it's anything that would ever happen. But, um, you know, he's a player that Arsenal had been linked heavily with before he made the move to Newcastle. Uh, and they would have looked at him, no doubt about that. They chose not to go for it at that stage. You know, I'd be very surprised if they suddenly decided to go for it now when it would cost a hell of a lot more money. But I would sign Isaac, definitely. I, I wouldn't turn down Bruno either <laughs> if, the, if the option was there, as much as I dislike the guy. Um, I think he's a fantastic footballer. And he does bring that sort of fierce, competitive nature to him in field that can annoy fans certainly annoyed us when we saw him forearm Jorginho in the head when he should have been sent off um and but I think if you're a fan of that team and you're he playing for your team he's the sort of player you would love because he is that fiery sort of character that winds up everyone else he plays against and he's quality as well which is obviously a very very crucial thing so yeah Bruno and Isaac for me would be the two that I would uh I would 100% go for for Newcastle if their financial issues means they do have to sell to uh, be able to bring some players in. But unfortunately, I think if anything's going to happen with Newcastle to do that, it'll probably end up with Bruno going to PSG. But we shall wait and see on that. But on, on Isaac, the case of Isaac, yes, he is 100% a player that I like and would uh, be fully behind Arsenal making a move for. All right, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for your time. As always today, like I said, I've already recorded tomorrow's show. I've done that with Sam Dean from The Telegraph where we talk about... Um, uh, the story he's written about Joshua Zerksy and Arsenal's interest in him. We have a look at that and plenty of other stuff. And we just sort of look at, take a wider picture and look at the Arsenal squad, what maybe needs to be done, how Arsenal's shaping up for the second half of the season, that sort of thing. So keep your eyes peeled for that. That's going out tomorrow. But until then, have a very good Friday, a good start to your weekend. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. 
because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.